Hello and welcome to the Nicely Does It podcast, a show exploring the modern topics of society. I'm Risco Nicely, and in today's episode, we'll be talking about video football games from FIFA, PES, and even a bit of Football Manager with our guest host, Jovan Anderson. Hello. We'll be discussing experiences of video football games and the big news of the FIFA and EA divorce or the annulment. Be sure to check that out at the end of the episode. Right. I'm not putting the headphones on, so yeah, ready when you are. So our guest is Jovan, who has a massive passion for video football games. He's going to share his experience with us. So hi, Jovan. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, you're doing good. Mm. So give us a bit of an insight to your first experience of video football games. Yeah, well, I'm quite old school. I'm 39 <laughs> years old, so I'm a child of the 80s. So I kind of know from like generation one from football games. So it all started when my dad got me a Sega Master System. Classic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then I got like Alex the Kid and stuff like that, but it didn't have much football games. So like had soccer, which was just really basic. So you just go and put, get in the ball and it's really, really slow. Pressing the button, one button to, to pass and to shoot. Did they have real football players in no, there? No, no way. So Even they, real football teams? No, you just had countries. You didn't okay. go into club football team. That was kind of later in the day. And then it kind of really, my football passion kind of blew up when I've like, seen like from football, um, arcade machines and mm. stuff and seeing football like that. And then actually my mum got me an Amiga 500. I've still got it to this day. Really? So, That's yeah. worth a few bob now. Yeah. They even got like a mini system now. So I actually bought it just for kind of nostalgia purposes. But yeah, it's like a big, massive, like keyboard word word processor with like a floppy disk and you pull it in and have to wait five minutes for it to load and stuff. we've come so far <laughs> yeah. yeah we've definitely come so far yeah but then yeah that's when it all kind of blew up for me to get these top down um football games so it all started like back in the day with like a kickoff and like from 1989 so like i was six years old kind of seeing it from my uncle's place my uncle had the amiga at the time so going around to my nan's house over this um the summer holidays and playing um playing that and then yeah my mum got me the same thing so like yeah kickoff um dino dino um goal and there was kickoff two and kickoff three so a lot of these top down where you have to play with a joystick and it's just one button. very arcadey very arcadey so like everything was just kind of like very fast moving i always remember from the master system to actually kick off and there was a difference kick off and goal goal was quite methodical you had to go and like you could dribble and shoot but it wasn't really the intricate passing whereas um, kickoff was like the explosiveness like running shoot bang scoring a goal but it's it's weird having that always always from the finesse of the touch the lightly touch to pass the ball heavy to like press the button hard to for a shot so even getting to crosses and and to heading and stuff like that that was really good but yeah the big game that kind of blew my mind and you were, you were talking about referring to like real names and stuff yep. like that was when I actually when football and teams started to actually have their own um their own f football games so I remember becoming a Man United fan mm -hmm. that was Manchester United we won't judge him now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so for my for my sins we end up being yeah going into Manchester Manchester United Europe so like when they won the cup winners cup they actually mm -hmm. got their own um football game so it's actually quite funny playing it like you've got the people like Les Seeley and uh, Mark Hughes in there but it was the, the gameplay was terrible but it was just really good I'm actually playing as my heroes yeah 
And yeah, it was trying to get through, navigate the cup, winners cup. I always like remember the, like the biggest things like getting a nil nil draw and one of the matches and scraping a, a victory from again away 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 goal, randomly fluking the away goal. So, yeah, I remember the back in the days scoring a goal in all those games was like. Was it harder? Yeah, definitely harder. Just like you end up, you end up learning the kind of the basics of how to defend. When you learn how to defend games, you could use it as the basis to try. Right, I can I can get a nil nil. Let's see if I can pass a couple, get a, get a couple passes, get a few shots off a mid crate with a few chances. Then through that, you end with up. those games. Would you play that with your schoolmates? No, it was actually through my uncles. Right. So I like like in from my mum's side I've had I've got six uncles and like uh, there's only from me and my um, youngest uncle there's a ten year age gap so they're more like my brothers mm-hmm. so like going to my nan's house during like the summer holidays and the holiday times I used to go and chill in their room to the early hours sometimes they bring their their mates along and drink and do other stuff which we won't talk about we won't talk about now <laughs> yeah but with me being the little youngster they used to kind of bring me in and because i end up really having a bit of a knack for football games and for video games if it are kind of my initiation yeah joven can ha- hang around with us so yeah start playing from that like the biggest thing i'll go from like for main united was to sensible soccer that was when that's the one i've heard about me and like it was it was it was massive. It's the same format of the of the actual joystick, one button, but it, the, it was the personality when it came into it that the indi- the individualism of each football player, even though they were like tiny sprites with like little bodies and big heads, you could actually you just starting to incorporate real names and stuff like. Was that. there any player that jumped out that you would love to use on that game? I mean, I mean, when I was I young after the 1990 World Cup, I always played as England and actually played like with Gaza and like Gary Lineker and all those guys. It's like having a little guy with a big head with blonde hair <laughs> running around and saying, I'm going to Gaza, I'm going to try and beat a couple of people and score. And then, yeah, bringing in John Barnes and stuff like that. So it was really good just to play as with, with the names and the characteristics with them. Even little things that I loved about it was like, if you got like a um, yellow card and the referee would come with a yellow card and you see the little head kind of slouch uh, and stuff like that. Like you very felt sorry for them. Touch. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's quite cutesy though. You actually felt sorry for the, for the actual players that like, when you got them sent off and stuff and the little the cheering as well. But yeah, from sensible soccer and also the fact that you had all the, um, you had all of the, the, the international teams, but then it started bringing into those cl- the club teams and stuff like that. So actually, because at the time, is it early 90s, you got Football Italia and like the Champions League coming in. So playing as, as like AC Milan and Rangers and stuff. And it actually was imp- in like seeing my, like improving my football knowledge. I was watching football and actually taking in for the first time. I go, oh, gee, I can see the actual players. And I think with. as well, with the sort of, British football culture yeah. in the early 90s, that's when we first got exposed as yeah. well to international football. Definitely. And that's when we started to know other players that were not just in the Premiership. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like the big thing for me was when Sensible World, Sensible Soccer, not Sensible World, that's another part to it, was that actually when Leeds and Rangers were in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So I remember playing as them and also like this myth of um, AC Milan when you see Rude Hollett and all these players. I always remember like when, you know, I was playing those games that like when it's like your nemesis was my nemesis team for it when I was England was always Holland 
and Germany when I was playing as a club team. AC Milan were always my nemesis. I knew I was in trouble when yep. they, yeah. they always came with those guys. But yeah, it was it was it was really good, like a turning for it. But also with my kind of initiation and bonding with my uncles, that little young Joven could hold his own to like sixteen, seventeen, these older boys and stuff like that. So it was really it was it was nice. It was nice to get that affiliation with my, with my uncles at that time. So that was from your younger stage mm -hmm. when you got to your, sort of your teenage days. What was the games that sort of impact you then? It, from my teenage, so like that's when I from moved on from then. There was a kind of say like 97, 98, I'm trying to go back to that. Basically from my teen, my end of like school days, this is when the Super Nintendo and stuff like that. So the FIFA and like ISS what and stuff FIFA like that. What FIFA would that be then? So it was like FIFA International Soccer. Wow. Like that was it. There was no FIFA 94, no. 95. That's, that's the latest one. But the first one was just FIFA International Soccer. Then it became like isometric. Yep. So you saw it from like an angle. So I remember scoring goals from that. That angle was amazing. I always loved. And so that's when it was not two D anymore. It was sort of. It was the, um, yeah, getting into the three D. It was mm. the beginning of that. So that you not just having a top down angle to watch uh, to play video games. One thing about the, the Man United game was one of the first well, from the Amiga was the first that like, was actually from a side on view. Yeah. But the thing is, it was really hard to pass. I would do crosses and stuff like that. But the, the icing, angle. Yeah, the angle just killed it. But then when you actually went to FIFA now, that's when you got the isometric. But it was really hard to play, not with a, a, a um, stick, like a, a, yeah. a, it was, I actually had to play with back with like a D-pad. Yeah. So D-pad and isometric just didn't work. Yeah, so you're moving in either left or right or up or yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, but you're going diagonal. Yeah. Like trying to shoot on an angle, it didn't work. So it looked aesthetically amazing, but actually playing was awful. Mm -hmm. I always remember I used to get men sent off all the time because of the attacking. <laughs> so yeah, it was really bad. But then yeah, through the, that, and I remember myself, I didn't own a Super Nintendo, so I was playing it with my friends' houses and my cousin. That when it all kind of dropped for, for me from the from the to teenage, it's kind of the rites of passage from the end of my Amiga days to my N sixty four days. So my classic N console. Yeah, I love that. That's still my favorite console to, to today. But the end of my Amiga days was Sensible World of Soccer. And that was massive for me because that's when I got into like the football management and all the tactical side to it. And it was quite amazing because Sensible World of Soccer had an amazing theme tune. And that was well. on the Super Nintendo No, this, was on the, this was the end. This is not Nintendo 64. I'm going, to, I'm going back to the end of my Amiga days. All oh, right, this so, last game yeah, on last, there. My last game there. And I had like the update 95, 96. But what's the what thing that actually stands out the most is that it had every um, football club in, in in the world, so wow. like basically, guess what? Sensible world of soccer, and that my cousin, through my second cousin, um, is Andrew Gray. He used to play for Crystal Palace back in the day. Not name dropping. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he. Um, it was actually quite funny because my mum was telling me, "Oh, you got a famous cousin playing, and you remember he still plays." And I actually went and found him playing for CA Marbella. Wow. And I went, well, my cousin's in and the game. And he's at, wait, CS Marbella yeah, was on Marbella. the game. Yeah, yeah. So wow. Because it basically Talk had, about naming rights. Yeah. So it had, yeah, that's the thing. But before this naming rights, they just, these guys, sensible software, amazing. You could tell. Do you know they, who developed that? I um, I was reading documentaries about it. I, 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 the guy, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a British um, company that made other games like Cannon Fodder and stuff like that. So they, we'll they definitely mentioned them in the link. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, they were an amazing, amazing um, games developer. 
British British games developer, but they were like proper students of football. Mm. And like everyone, and I remember like the good thing about it, it says, well, you could take an unknown team and then take them to the top of that, the top tier of that country. Then you get yourself a um, international job and then you could win the World so Cup. So it actually was a proper journey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Definitely. like, you know, we don't want to talk about FIFA too much. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, they've sort of robbed their idea there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's because they didn't have the name much. But because of the sprites, you didn't have to have the sponsorship and stuff. Like that. They yep. just had the right colours. But the names, well, everyone correct. was there. Okay. Yeah, superb hmm. game. But yeah, through that, then after, for me, I kind of skipped the PlayStation stage for me uh, personally even though my mates had that so I'm, i kind of missed actual soccer and all that stuff even yeah. though i do get a shout out to actual soccer soccer because of barry davis the common great commentator yeah so i remember he was the one the one game where he was commentator and i was always england or blackburn just for him to go shit and that's all yeah. i used to do i'd get get him and shoot and everything was shit and then the <laughs> fact that he never never fully finished shira the pronunciation yeah, he just got share like it was um Euro '96 for when he scored and um, Shearer scored a goal against um Holland 4-1. I always remember that day. Yeah, I remember that day quite well. <laughs> that was my first tournament that I actually remembered. Yeah, yeah, great. No, great. But yeah, from that, yeah, so they're playing on that. Then after, yeah, I went and got um a Nintendo 64, and then I got um from my uncle. My uncle gave me International Superstar Soccer. Yes, I do remember this. Yeah. Game. So, and then that's when it kind of blew up for me, like f football, 3D. Was this everything. around 98, if I remember? So there's 90. two. There was one that was like, came out in, so the Nintendo 64 came out end of 96. Mm -hmm. right? So and I got my Nintendo 64 97. And then, yeah, I got um, International Superstar Soccer 64. And then the year after was the um, ISS 98. I think that's the game. That's my first footballing game that yeah. I played. I so think it was actually around your house. Yeah, so it has uh, Fabrizio Ravinelli yeah. and Paul Inks at the front of it. And yeah, that's when it all kind of blew up for me. That the, every, the tactical side, when you're having like, when you're playing with, with as players and they have the, the smiley face, so they've got the blue, purple, yeah. An orange and red face and stuff like that for like any all properly the tactics when you went into the team the formations and all different styles of play the one thing that ISS didn't have though was the names however when yes. you looked at them you could tell and also the way they, they played you know who, who was, was who, who yes yeah, yeah. well that's going to IS that's when the whole master league the, yeah, yeah remember that basic team that yeah, they yeah. had yeah I remember that that was a bit yeah for me with those, I, the first game I remember playing was that sensible soccer that you yeah. mentioned. And then it was the first Pro Evo, mm -hmm. which is IS. Yeah. That was my first sort of entry into football games. Yeah. But it was a different ball game yeah. from what you've just mentioned. Yeah. It was absolutely different. Yeah. But, but wait, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, Because I was saying when the, I, you said about Pro Evo, so it was like yeah. international superstar soccer and then 98. And then remember, because I was working at BT's around 1999, mm -hmm. 2000, that's when they moved from International Superstar Soccer to Pro Evolution. It was ISS Pro Evolution. Yes. And that was it on the PlayStation 1. So I didn't have a PlayStation, but when I worked at BT's, that's no longer with us anymore. When I was 16. Yeah, when I was 16. And because me and another guy, we, we were passionate video games fans. So we got in, in charge in the weekends. He was 17, I was 16. We were in charge of the video game section. So we used to get games, games were released on a Friday. Yep. 
but we used to get the games from like Wednesday. Uh, so we, we would spend the couple the first couple of days just playing all the new games. And so when all the kids came in on the Friday evening or the Saturday, we could tell them. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Great customer service. Yeah, you yeah. could tell them actually what it's like. Yeah, so yeah, I remember me and, and this guy, uh, when, when um, pro, the first Pro Evolution Soccer came out, we used to just play like, till like eight o'clock. The school, um, the actual shop was shut at like half past five. Wow. We, we in the end would just keep it staying in the shop floor till about eight yeah. o'clock, just playing this game. And so, yeah, it was amazing. No, for me, that, those were the games when I think it changed, I think, to a football simulator. Yeah. I don't know if you agree. Mm -hmm. like, that's for me, that's when it changed the sort of ball game. It was very arcadey. Very true. Yeah. Very like sort of, you could imagine this in like, I don't know, a Lamco or just yeah, a yeah, classic yeah, yeah. arcade mm -hmm. centre. And then when you see those games, you're like, right, this isn't going to be in an arcade. No, this no, is no. built yeah, yeah. for a console. Mm -hmm. So that's that's yeah, that's for me. It's just perfect when mm -hmm. it went into that. And I remember playing you, and I remember not winning. So <laughs> I, this is why Joe Van is the expert. <laughs> so I grew up on every single series of Pez. Mm -hmm. Arguably a good first five, mm -hmm. losing nine nil, five nil, and I think that was my determination to just crack on. I didn't have a social life <laughs> and just bang out these games and just try and beat you. Yeah. That was my ambition. So I, I, I also fueled the fire. It fueled a lot of fire. <laughs> and my younger brother, if he's listening now, it probably fueled his fire as well because I never made him win. <laughs> I never took it easy. <laughs> That's what builds the great confidence. Yeah. But yeah, you're right about the simulation aspect because mm. that's when it came into the Master League and you're having to build up your team and then you had to kind of think about the, what formation you yep. were going to create. Have you then... started with those basic players? Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can't remember. I remember there was a striker started with O. Mm -hmm. They had very generic names. Yeah. And yeah, I remember starting one with Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. And it was still the plain white tops, obviously. Yeah. They didn't have the real kits. But then you don't even get the players as well. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, as a kid going, oh, no, this is not what I want to do. Yeah. But, yeah, and it teaches you sort of like, yeah, the formation you want to play, yeah. how you want to build your team, also budgeting as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you always like, you think about your first player that you, you buy and then move on. And An like, actual player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always remember one of the, I can't remember one of the pro early pro evos, probably on the PS2, where I, would be, I was Fulham. And I remember going through the grind of going through the division into division one, into the premiership or whether it was division one. Well, it was yeah. classic league then. Yeah, classic yeah, league. It yeah. made it like you could be in a league with like AC Milan or yeah, yeah, And yeah, you had to build up from like that Master League 3. Yeah, Master yeah. League and you go up. Yep. Yeah. I remember the, the first player I, I got on loan was Kieran Dyer. Oh, my. And the fact that it had this fast player who can actually intricately yep. dribble past. Like, I was killing it. It was Kieran Dyer. And then I think I bought like Ida Gunjonsson. Is no, the next player, uh, yeah, and then just kind of build it up. Oh, another shout out to Sean Wright Phillips. I had uh, Kieran Dow on the left, Sean Wright Phillips. This is young the, Sean Wright yeah, Phillips. Yeah, Phillips, yeah. This is a very young yeah. Sean Wright Phillips. And I had, yeah, I had a good Johnson up front. That was the, my basis of getting in there and then kind of building it up. Then you could get your superstar players. Always make sure that I got someone like Beckham. Oh, I was always bought Beckham and Keane. Keane. Roy Keane was always in my team, my midfield general. I always had, had him in there. So also, I was discussing with a few people yeah. and they're obviously some more talking about the modern side mm -hmm. of the games that I was saying, early 2000s, mm -hmm. which games that actually they reminisce, yeah. was FIFA 03. Do you remember that game? Mm. 
This is now Ege, Davis, yes. Ryan yeah. Giggs, and yeah, I believe yeah, yeah. Roberto Carlos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this oh. would have been the first FIFA yeah. on a PS2. Yeah, so I remember when, like, uh, FIFA, is it? Yeah, FIFA 03. That's when also I remember playing that one. Not too much. It was 04, the one that when it had the proper, like, the. Uh, the, the uh, what's it called? Yeah, basically, we, we, it kind of perfected the free kicks with the circle and stuff. No, that, like was, that. Yeah. FIFA that was FIFA 03. That was FIFA 03. Yeah. Because I remember getting that and I was Omri. Yeah. This is when they had Highbury in yes, the stadium. Yes. And then, yeah, you could have that little circle around yeah. the ball. Especially if you're Beckham at this time. Yeah, as yeah, well. that was it. I always remember put, playing that as best. And this is when you could put the little ball underneath the ball. Yeah. And then it would just dip over, go straight in, and that's it. How yeah. many people that got upset because I perfected that? <laughs> that was many, many angry sessions. Yeah. I loved United that time because I remember the dribble mechanic for Ryan Giggs. And I'm sure it was based upon the real life one. The way he kind of... Yeah, because they used the, the fundamentals actually yeah. from Ryan Giggs. So him, he was one of the best players on that game. Yep. But yeah, that was at the time. So when FIFA 03 came out, I just started university. So it's my first couple of years at university. So there was a massive divide of all the students. That's that. That's the, that's. I think that's when the real divide started yeah. to happen because I believe FIFA wasn't a thing really before then. Yeah, because that was kind of mass, that was a massive jump up. Though so I remember FIFA when I was a teenager, was in sixty four days. Was that I actually got like FIFA ninety eight was the run mm. to the World Cup, and then they had they had their FIFA um, games that were based around the tournament. So I, had, I remember I had FIFA World Cup 98 and a FIFA 99 yep. and stuff like that. But, but they weren't real game changers. No, no, they were just simulators. Just, but it was just because FIFA had the actual licenses. Yep. So I remember I used I used to play um, ISS just for playing my international games for my real sort of football experience yeah. as more arcadey. But if I wanted to do a simulation or be Man United going through the Premier League, spying and setting players, that's when I used FIFA. The PES also that I remember, yeah. just sort of jumping from FIFA 03. Do you remember PES 5? Yes. So this is when John Terry yeah. and Henri were on the, yeah, 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 on the yeah. format. I remember this because I definitely got caught in school mm -hmm. so many times. You remember it was on the first one on PSP? Yeah. And I, we used to play that in class. Mm -hmm. So this is the first time you can actually play someone. Yeah. It was in, well, obviously there was the infrared days now mm -hmm. or Bluetooth days. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I remember playing that and it was so good. I remember playing also Henri and Adriano. Yes. They were like gang changers. Oh, yeah, yeah. He get, he's a game breaker. You played with him, you could do whatever you wanted to do. You could play whatever mad formation. Like, I used to remember some players beat some people playing like three six one or something mm. like that. And just the fact that I had, had Adriano up front, I could score a hat trick. So I knew every time I took a shot, especially if he was on an up, took a, a shot it. from anywhere, yeah, he scored. It. And he's so, so strong. So that you like, people would try and tackle him. You Nope, you could beat about three or four players and then hit a scream into the top left-hand corner. I'll tell you a classic story. This is more Pez mm -hmm. 06, or maybe 07. Well, my little brother would know if he's mm -hmm. listening in. So I was playing a game with him and he generally didn't beat me. I beat him 5-0. Mm. And then we were drawing at half time and I was like, what is going on? And then he actually beat me for the first time, I mean, ever. And I was like, what is going on? And you mentioned the red. Yeah. So I looked at my players. He put all my players on purple <laughs> and put all of these on red. And he was like, oh, I thought that was just, um, just a little thing. I was like, no, that actually means everything. Mm. It was interesting when that actually was a thing, mm. when you were going through the seasons and people be on blues or red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a great little feature mm -hmm. that they had.
But then uh, the first Pez I beat you on was the next Pez, which was that had Adriano. Yeah. And that's when I had it on 360. Remember the Xbox oh, yeah, 360? Yeah, yeah. That's the only time I beat you fair and square. This was the controller. I'm not used yeah, to it. Oh, yeah, he's already controller. coming out with it. He's already coming out with it. I'm, I'm a PlayStation guy. I can't handle no, it. No, I think that's when the first time we came evenly matched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Evenly matched. Definitely. And then the other one I would mention that was a game changer, I would say FIFA 09. Yeah. So that was the first one with Ultimate Team. Yeah. You got absolutely annoyed with me because <laughs> I perfected that game. So arguably I was six in the UK rated <laughs> online. Just a little game changer. But I remember flicking that right analog mm. with Walcott or Torres, and that was it. You're gone. Yeah. You were literally just flick, 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 bang, go. And that's when Ultimate Team, arguably, is a questioning thing. What do you think about Ultimate Team? I've never properly got into it. I tried, I tried my best. And I understand it's got that niche and it's got those people who more about the, the players, players and stuff like that. But I'm kind of old school. I like the team. Yeah. I like the makeup of, of a team, the formation and kind of all of that and how it brings it all together. But I, yeah. Do you think it's also like a money grabbing scheme? Of course it is. Because obviously, I mean, anyone listening who's played FIFA has probably, or Ultimate Team, has probably spent in one year mm -hmm. over £100 yeah. buying players, buying packs. And I just think that is just a money scheme. That's, of course. That is praise on sort of young kids. Yeah, well, you see on YouTube and you see on all those things about like, people doing videos of their opening their Opening packs, packs gets yeah. millions of views on yeah. YouTube now. Just opening a pack. So it's kind of that cheap thrill that, of that, or all the anticipation of what you've got. Is it got gambling, though? It is feeding into that. It is but, feeding yeah. into a gambling feed, I think. But it's all that it's, but it's, it's more gamed on the young kids. It's that same that same thrill, that same same burst of adrenaline that's in gambling is what they kind of get in younger kids and more impressionable people into. Okay, join us in the second part where we're exploring more about the FIFA and EA split. Stay, make sure you stay tuned. Okay, let's do it. Ready? Hello and welcome back. So, the FIFA and EAFC now, not EA Sports, well, it's going to be EAFC, divorce. So, from what we understand is that EA have decided to split away from FIFA, and also FIFA have decided to split from EA. FIFA decided they can get more out of their money, which they're only selling their name rights, and obviously EA have got... They've invested billions in, if anything, it's quite an easy cash cow mm -hmm. for FIFA. They don't have to do anything other than sit there. So what's your thoughts on the break? Are you sad? It's kind of like a a massive like watershed moment in my in my life kind of thing. Cause I'm so used to like in my life every year. It's like, a FIFA. It's, a, it's FIFA. A FIFA. There's a FIFA. But then it's gonna be the kind of breakaway. Yeah. Now, so it's like. So ooh. is is it more that they've now? Let's be honest. They've killed Konami. Yeah, Konami. And they dead. thought now maybe they can get better more from what they want. Yeah, I think also the, the kind of the split now because the, the ultimate team, mm -hmm. the, the, the use of online versus the kind of the, the classic the, the players classic that players we want. Well. Yeah, what? and also the fact that you can see there's probably a split with FIFA. And EA with FIFA's thinking, oh, 
if we've got so much popularity, we probably could make more money. That's what yeah. they have mentioned. They think that the name alone yeah. will carry them through. Yeah. So there's obviously rumours about THQ jumping on mm. or M, you know, the NBA 2K's sort of industry jumping on, which mm. would be very difficult for them. Mm. I mean, I love 2K games, but for them to build a game, this is now going to be, what, in 2024? Yeah. That's going to be a lot to do the coding. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot. So I think, arguably, I think he's got the upper hand. I think it's EA for me. Yeah, because they've got the, the engine and they've got the fan base. But the only problem is it's the marketing side. So I know that lots of kids and lots of people think of FIFA. When you say, what is FIFA? They think the game, not yeah. the actual football association or governing body. So you can see that with lots of parents going into their shops near Christmas, going, I want the new FIFA. And people won't know that it's actually the, the split. Of yeah. EA. So they'll just get this game. We could be made by anyone it's for, just for the name brand alone. So I think EA will probably have to do a lot of things to kind of promote or the big up the fact that they're, they're yeah, I think it's going to be similar to like football manager and championship manager, Definitely. obviously splitting up. And I think obviously championship manager kept the name. Mm -hmm. And I think football manager took the staff. Yeah, the engine and everything. Yeah, and then obviously there was the first two years of football manager where obviously mm -hmm. it didn't sell well. Yeah. But then I think, you know, the customers sort of clocked on mm -hmm. and said, wait a minute, football manager is actually a better game. And yeah. Now, have you ever heard of championship no, manager? No, done. exactly. It's done. So it's going to be risky, I reckon, for both of them. Yeah. Very, it's a big risk. What I want, if I, it's an ideal scenario, that FIFA does go mm -hmm. to 2K and they make it more offline. Yeah. And make it more, maybe, you know, you know, the Alex Hunter yeah. the journey. Mm -hmm. Make it more of a storyline. Make it more, you know, you can edit things. You can, you know, how many people are into boots, how many people are yeah. into the accessibles for football. Mm -hmm. And I think EA will probably. You know, we're talking about that cash cow gambling. Yeah. They will continue with Ultimate Team. I think, honestly, Ultimate mm -hmm. Team, they can carry them through. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you could even possibly see them do some kind of free-to-play angle. Or there's a separate well, like EA, like eFootball. Yeah, I can see it. And I think they'll still make money from it. They well. will. They mm -hmm. will. How many kids will just buy packs upon mm -hmm. packs upon packs? Yeah. I can see that even they could even split their EAFC into two separate entities. They can have that hardcore core base who do the single player, do their career modes and stuff like that. But they could also just have the ultimate team as their own free to play for them service where they can it'd be their cash co cash cash co and all they have to do is every year do a like update, a yearly update to it. So they don't they even have to do. be selling they don't have to be selling discs or anything. It would just be okay you, your, your yearly subscription, you pay onto it, September comes to Well, now they've got, the, obviously, EA's got the Game Pass yeah. with EA Access that's linked with Xbox now. Mm -hmm. So obviously they get a lot of games for free yeah. for EA. But I, it's difficult to, we're predicting what we don't know. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult, we want something, we want, competition is good. Yeah, You know, if you look at every avenue of FIFA and PES competing, it kept them good. Yeah, And maybe FIFA sort of burying you know, Pez or eFootball, yeah. whatever you want to call it. They monopolised the market. They did monopolise the market, but did that make them sort of bad? Because you do see the criticisms from, you know, you said your yeah. FIFA 1, you know, I mean, FIFA 21, yeah. FIFA 20. Mm -hmm. 
It's more more or less the same. So if you even they could, could even complace it with the Nintendo Switch. I mean, I own one of the one of them as well. That I used to, for the first couple of years I had my Switch. I used to buy FIFA, and they had this Legacy Edition. And all they did was it was just a, a facial uplift. All it was is a new rust, roster of players with a new kit. The gameplay yeah. and everything was the same. So it's, it became they you could tell they were becoming complacent even with the current gen consoles and and well the PS the last console generation the to PS4s. now PS4s mm. and and the Xbox Series X and stuff like that it, you realizing that it was all it all they were tweaking was like the gameplay always might be a bit slower or the goalkeepers are a bit more yeah better, but that's it, yeah. yeah that's all they were tweaking I yeah. think the goalkeeper reaction maybe yeah. the shots obviously remember they introduced that time shooting yeah and yeah I didn't see the growth I remember I turned into a FIFA player obviously mm. I think everyone did yeah. I don't think there's loyal e football people mm. out there. And it, it was just like, what am I buying this for? Am I only buying it for players to move around? Am I only buying it for new kits? Because yeah. it's not even new stadiums yeah. anymore. You're not really getting a lot mm-hmm. out of it. And I think it does need a refresh. I think it's got stale. Yeah, definitely. I think the f- video football gaming world has got stale. Mm-hmm. And I think it does need a lift. I think it does need competition. Yeah. And just and new ideas. New I think, ideas. I think for that, because of the split, they will have to find their kind of own unique selling point and their own niche. So that means it will probably cause like, yeah, more new ideas, more creativity. Hopefully they'll take on board what 2K have done with their sports sims. and Which is amazing. If you look at NBA, that is amazing. Even now they got into the golf, they yeah. do the PGA and PSG mm. and tour. And it's amazing, not actual fun, but it's a simulator, still simulating. Mm-hmm. And NBA is still a simulator, so mm-hmm. you're not going away from what most fans want. Mm-hmm. So do you want a game where it's 1-0, 2-0? Or do you want a game that you'll have fun and it's 5-4? Yeah. So it, it depends. Because like you want to say with Nintendo, they've got this Mario Strikers mm-hmm. that's happening. It's more of an arcade sim. It's just been released, so no one knows how it's actually going to fit. Um, how it's going to be kind of be responded to or reacted by the fan base, but that would be quite interesting if there is some kind of success in it. Would that kind of blow up a new part of an arcade game? And, and I think it does as well. I think a lot of I remember my nephew coming around and playing FIFA. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if we took it on rookie mode and yeah. he's only five or mm-hmm. six, bless him, he can't play that game. No. It's so confusing. <laughs> it's so there's so many buttons that. If we go back to, you know, the D-pad and all that, it doesn't exist. You know, I mean, you can move the line, which is a great, Mm. great feature, don't get me wrong. Where's that fundamental Arcadia? It's not anymore. It's a simulator. Mm -hmm. You are just simulating a game. And you're just going around going, yeah, I can do career mode and everything. What the one feature I want, create your own team, create your own stadium. Mm -hmm. Well, the last FIFA have that. The, the, team, the yeah. FIFA two, well, twenty two yeah. has you can create your own team, but you're limited. Obviously, what you can add, okay. and then obviously with the stadiums, you're limited from the stadiums that are the generic ones. Mm-hmm. So you can only pick that and sort okay. of edit it. Mm-hmm. But like if we talk about like WWE, for example, mm-hmm. you can edit pretty much everything yeah. on two K. That's what they seem to go to. So that kind of GM mode, so you can actually have like your own like. 
league owner mode. So you yeah. can create your own league or create your own super league. And super league, look at it. It's, it's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. We go back to the master league mm-hmm. and we were saying about everyone's together. Yeah. Why not do that again? Mm-hmm. Why not do that again? It doesn't need to be, oh, I've got the Champions League. I've got the World Cup. I yeah. need to do that. Obviously, we would love to do that. Mm-hmm. But once you've done that, once you are a single player mode yeah. and you've pretty much won everything, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. And the online features, yeah, they're great, and Ultimate Team's great. Mm-hmm. That's why I was going. The classic, no one goes around someone's house to play FIFA. Yeah. Or play EA now. Yeah. To be. So I remember back in the day when I was younger, like in when I was at uni or just post uni, that's where it was all about. Go around someone's house. house. Yeah. And playing, having your round robin tournament, even money came in. Yeah, I, I had the money round. Yeah. I remember one 50 quid from around. Mm. That was like, yes. But now it's all online. Yeah. All online. Mm. And if they try to just pull it back to the fundamentals of the game, you will get people back into it. Because now, I'll be honest, there's now experts now. Mm -hmm. There's expert streamers, there's expert players Mm -hmm. that you do play. And I'm like, oh my, I can't even touch the ball. They have mastered the game, but they've mastered the AI and how they work, not mastered how to play football. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think as well. So even when you look at those e tournaments and stuff, I watched a couple of them. It yes, is very now on Sky yeah. now. Yeah, and they kind of like celebrities in their own right, and they've got like teams and players they're signed like, to clubs yeah, now. Signed to they're clubs, signed to clubs, and players, actual real players, are kind of being their mentors or doing it for their own names and stuff. But have you actually watched the games? They're not enjoyable. No, they're not. They're very formulaic. You can see they're, they're playing a game, not actually. They're playing the computer game, not actually the game of football. Yeah, there's no freedom. No. There's no freedom. I remember listening to a pro sort of player mm. and they asked him, does he use skill moves? No. No. So he doesn't have fun. He's literally just mastered the game, which is that. I Hopefully, hopefully it will come back. Mm-hmm. That's fingers crossed. We're all fingers crossed there. <laughs> you get it. Well, that's it from this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Please make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to follow the Nicely Does It. That's bye from me and bye from... Joe Bear. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right, see you later. Bye. Bye.